Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play a Game, and welcome to another Power Hour drinking game. Bye, Brian, we're wearing the same clothes as last week. Yes. How did that happen? Because we just recorded last week's. Stop breaking kayfabe, Bri. <laughs> That's a good uh, little terminology to use, since today we're doing the WWE volume one playlist obviously we've already released that video links below if you really just want to hear it without us drunkenly talk over top of it but as we explained with the nes one every so often at least once a month we're going to do this drinking game with all the goddamn playlists i keep making so we hope you enjoy for topic what we're gonna try to talk about is i found this interesting article from uh TheGamer.com, about the 15 offensive characters that Nintendo wants you to forget about. Which led us down a goddamn rabbit hole of all these sites that made the most offensive video game characters. Some of them were just ridiculous, and I said, you know what? This is perfect when we're drunk for us to talk about. A lot of ones off what culture and a sportster, so you can imagine what that crap's going to be. So with that being said, we're going to get it started now. And for those of you not familiar, it's very simple. Every minute, the music will change. As soon as it does, we take a shot of beer. Keeping it simple. So with that, on a count of three, we're going to get started. One, two, three. Ah, the APA. Cheers. All right. So. But Brian Bradshaw's a bully. He was only a bully when he was Jay Well, he was always a bully. Yep. But JBL was worse. All right. So looking at this article, the first thing, and the article's in the link below, number 15, Jim from Square's Tom Sawyer game. <laughs> now, this is a Japanese exclusive, Ooh. and it's a game based on the novel, you know, Tom Sawyer. Um, yeah, this character, absolutely. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Jim is a specific character. I won't go into detail. Might be he, might be known as N-word Jim in the book. Yes, and if you click on the link, you'll see it's a terribly... <laughs> it's just a terrible image of a guy in blackface with exaggerated lips and crazy characteristics. He basically looks like the things from Battletoads. It's and, wrong that I laugh, but holy shit. Oh, cheers. Oh. Jim, do you walk alone? Nah. Uh, Good old, good old Batista. Yeah. But, um, no. So that one, Jim and I, we 1,000%. That's ridiculous. It's <laughs> Japan, though, so you wouldn't expect any better. Their, uh, their treatment of black people is not the best. Yeah. So number 14, I'm going to go through kind of fast, because this is going to be a reoccurring one. But Vodka Drunk, Drunkinski, a.k.a. Soda Popinski. I don't see anything wrong with this. Punch-Out. Everyone who plays Punch-Out knows... Literally every character is exaggerated to such a crazy degree. And, yes, he just is a stereotypical drunk Russian. Like they all are. Yeah, so... I mean, we, like all the stereotype games, yeah. not all Russians. Even they are. But we give this whole game a pass. Everyone's so ridiculous, and because it's so exaggerated... Up, oh. oh, Classic. Cheers. Cheers. Good old Big Show. Looks like my father-in-law. <laughs> Yeah, I see that. Um, so, yeah. There's going to be a couple... Just spoiler. There's going to be a lot of the Punch-Out characters on here. What a shock. We're just... No. It's ridiculous. Ah, this next one. Jim, you can try and explain <laughs> this one. Okay, so I never played Pokemon... Uh, 
Diamond and Pearl. So there's a Pokemon called Registeel. And yeah, from the picture, he looks like he's Sig Heiling. Or is he just a creature that looks like he can't move his arms much and he just happens to be lifting an arm in the air? Maybe he's blind. Maybe he's trying to see where he is. I, I don't or... But as <laughs> as Ooh. you'll see from the article, if you went into it, yeah, their claim is he's doing the Nazi symbol. How many times do you see... Oh, here we go. Uh, classic. All-time classic with Harlem Heat. That's right. Um, but... Can't that just be like he has nothing to do with it? I don't even know what the hell he's supposed to be. Some kind of... I don't even know. But to associate that with that symbol is just kind of crazy. Seems like a bit of a stretch. What if that's just the way you wave to people? You know? I don't know. Oh, the shot's mixing Bud Light Lime and Coors Light. Uh, Here's another one that's going to be... It's like a loser brew in a mini form. (laughs) Here's going to be another one that's reoccurring. (laughs) So, Jugger from Conker's Bad Fur Day. If you've ever played Con- Conker's Bad Fur Day, there's sex jokes, there's pissing, there's throwing up. There's, there's a talking jo- piece of shit. Yeah. So the game is ultra exaggerated. So, of course, there's this woman in a scantily clad bikini, very busty, with this fat slob, and she's a sex slave. Kind of like Princess Leia. Oh. Ah. Uh. Besser is, Besser was. Besser ever will be. Four out of ten. <laughs> But, um, so obviously, just the fact that they have a, you know, a woman who's a sexually objectified. They could have applied this to a million. They picked this particular one. I think of all the games to choose as someone that's something that's offensive, why choose it from a game that's all about being offensive? Bit of a stretch, again. Yeah. Nice tips, though. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> oh, this next one, Jim, you try and explain it. Okay, Lord Garahim from Skyward Sword. Uh, I've never played Skyward Sword, but in our last Power Hour, I talked about Makoto from Enchanted Arms, and... That was a burp. That was another. And this guy's, again, pretty flamboyant. Very prissy and high and mighty. Oh, a beast! Nah, good old Brock. Anyway, but yeah. Has right now. <clears throat> good. It's true. It's the only time they're interesting, really. Yep. Um, um I've so so to sum it up, this character, he's gay stereotype. Not, they're saying he's a gay stereotype. He's not actually. It's not confirmed that he is gay, but he's the, not trying to blow link or anything. But essentially, because he's vain, likes his body. But then it's kind of effeminate. They're saying that's all the worst stereotypes. <laughs> no chance of gay here, then. <laughs> I just don't get, like, maybe he's just a dickhead villain, and that's what they're trying to convey. Nothing to do with his sexuality. I kind of think of the, uh, oh, God. I know it's a crime that I'm blanking on his name, but the guy from Final, Final Fantasy VI. Like, I'm sure if he was voice acted, he'd probably be along the same lines. Ah. Rest in peace, bud. Uh, poor Davy boy. So, this one, I can get it if you're upset by it, but it could be a little bit of stretch. You're reading a little too much into it. I just don't think the people who make Legend of Zelda games are probably trying to push the envelope like that. Especially with Nintendo. All right. Next one. <laughs> it's another punch out. Pizza Pasta. Hey! 
Uh, the bobby the booby with my fucking pizza. It's an Italian stereotype, and whatever. We, put, we've said, put some fucking it, gabagool on it. It's, it's fucking punch out. Everyone's exaggerated, so <laughs> just moving on. I just think it's funny. This Princess Peach from Super Mario, and before you say, I would, I because I said it too when you yeah. first showed me this article. Yes, the whole damsel in distress. That's a problem for whoever made this article. Being great if I read the author. Oh, Ooh. talk about a controversial and offensive. The crossface Very crippler. true. The Wolverine. I we 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 contemplate. Not a great Bowflex spokesperson. Yeah. I'll say that. We contemplated should we add this song to this list, but we love the song, so. Yeah, I guess he won't be in the WWE Hall of Fame, so he should be in this one. Yeah. So anyway, with Princess Peach, aside from being damsel in distress, the real problem they had was in her game Super Princess Peach. She finally has a game on her own to show what she can do, and a lot of her powers are linked directly to her emotions, which are called vibes in the game. So it's like joy, gloom, rage. So they're basically saying that women are tied to their emotions. Gassy, moody, bloated. <laughs> those those aren't vibes in the game, Tim. Right, does she have the need to go into the kitchen and make a sandwich? <laughs> Jericho. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Y2J. I think I'm going on the list for these comments. But, like, that's something, like, you can't win. You made a game. Whatever. They call them vibes. They call them emotions. Like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I We think that one's a little ridiculous, but... Right, when she powers up, do you think she's a free bleeder? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> it's a new world, folks. New world. Scary I, world. Is, is the next one going to be a Lena Dunham game? Whoa. <laughs> Alright, so the next one is actually Lenora from Pokemon Black and White. And from what I could see, now this is on the article, we didn't dig deep. It looks like actually from the show, the Japanese version versus the US. Uh, essentially, the Japanese version has her in this typical apron, like a maid style. So they're trying to say. Very house servant, she's also black. Yeah, very house servant y like. Uh, so the U.S. was trying to be like, okay, that's not cool. God, I miss CM Punk. I also keep saying, what more do you expect from exclusive Japanese? Like Jim said, they exaggerate American stereotypes to the worst because they don't understand or appreciate any type of racial tension. They, they're in their own little fucking island. Literally. literally. Yeah. So, fuck. <laughs> Now, with Black and White, I mean, they're more graphically powerful games, so maybe it is directly from the game. It could be. Like I said, look on the link. I mean... We're obviously not Pokemon experts. No, not at all. But, yeah. Could it be innocent from them? Yes. Could they have also just been ignorant about it? Sure. So, either way, the U.S. version did it right. Next one, Bear Hugger from Punch-Out again. It's a fucking Canadian. He's not even polite. Who gives a shit? I don't even know what's super offensive because he drinks maple syrup. Oh, he's a lumberjack and he drinks maple syrup. They yeah, all do. That's a cool start. Like, okay. Yeah, maybe he's rubbing poutine on his nipples too. Uh-oh. Jim's back-to-back favorite guys from oh, the current God. era. God. It's a big reason the current era isn't... It's, I've stopped watching for the past maybe three months. I'll watch the pay-per-views, but I can't sit through the weekly shows anymore. It's bad. And it was bad even then. No, it was good in 13 and 14. No, it was terrible. <laughs> Just because you had a Daniel Bryan banner doesn't mean it was good. I love Daniel Bryan. I know you do. You like twinks. But anyway. God damn it. 
Anyway. The What's next, not to like, though? <laughs> the next one is Pauline from Donkey Kong. For those of you who have no idea, like, who the fuck is pa- Pauline? We didn't know. Well, I knew. You didn't. Yeah, I did. It's a bitch you save. He's just making shit up. I am not making shit up. But as Jim I've just wasted said, my life. I know these things. As Jim just said, the woman you gotta save from Donkey Kong, literally, she was in Super Mario Kart and a few other games just here and there. But basically because all she really is is a show kit. Like, oh, here comes oh, the eggs. <laughs> Best Legion of Doom ripoff ever. Right, wasn't Warlord and Barbarian? Or the Ascension. <laughs> or I'm sure there are others. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so essentially because she's just, as, as the article puts it, uh, you know, just another stereotype of a damsel in distress that is no, nothing more than someone to just display others and heroes. Here's my problem with this whole damsel in distress thing that keeps popping up. If there's no, no one to save, like they, they always go to games about knights saving the princess or this or that. How fucking boring would it be? Why would these people go? Like, you need to create conflict in a story. Obviously, these people can't appreciate narrative or stories. It's a, usually a love story. It's an easy trope. We get it. Yeah, but guess what? Oh. Good old DX band. Kings of Attitude are. <laughs> but, um. But, yeah, so. Like, no one gave a shit in Deadpool. That was a fucking damsel in distress story. Yeah, but she was edgy. <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. The next one. I know I said I was going to skip over all the punch out, but Glass Joe. Which, at first, I didn't even know why this was offensive. But I didn't realize I what his nationality was. I fully was. didn't realize that he was French. Um, I guess. In some of his. So basically, because he gets beat and gets croissants thrown at him and baguettes. <laughs> And they're basically saying, like, oh, this game is saying French people were all weekend quitters. I mean, you can't hide truth. <laughs> hey, we have a big UK audience, so you guys will appreciate that. Good old Big Daddy Cold Diesel. Yep. My favorite bit, one of my favorite bits from the show The Critic, was his kid went to, like, the United Nations school, so it was, like, all of nationalities. And one day they were having a food fight in the cafeteria, and it hit the French table, and they immediately went, we surrender! <laughs> yeah. So... The fact that Jim and I, and we've played Punch-Out enough, didn't fully grasp that he was even French, it leads me to believe that they're just digging way too much into that. So, yeah, I thought I was American. I didn't even realize. But once again, it's fucking Punch-Out. All right, next one, Jim knows the story better from this. Um, I find it ridiculous, but Samus from Metroid Other M. So the big problem with this, I'm, disclosure, I'm not a big Metroid guy, but Samus has always been, like, kind of like mass like the chick version of master chief like she's quiet she goes around she's a bounty hunter she kicks ass so they decided to do other m and build on her story and what they did was kind of make her an overly emotional weak-minded i love this fucking song this might be my favorite theme from the attitude era looking back because of how fucking goofy it is Pack your bags, because your ass is dead meat. All right, so, so for all the hardcore Metroid fans, it was an uproar because, you know, this strong character, especially the strong female character, was an emotional wreck. Yeah. And 
like was told what to do by all her male that supervisors was and shit. Too. I think even bigger than being emotional was that she was taking direct orders from obviously an asshole-ish. But you know what? I think that was just a misstep in the game. Like, it's not offensive. I think how many games do we see have a shitty game in the series, and you don't call them offensive? Like, she is a kick-ass character throughout. All like from the NES when you found out she was a woman, you're like, holy shit! Right. And obviously she's based on Ripley from Aliens. Like, well, the Aliens connection, I should say. Um, everyone loved her. Like, no one questions if she a badass because of other M. Get the fuck out of here. That game sucked. She's still a great character, and you know what? She's still someone I love to play as in Smash Brothers. It pissed people off. Poor Duff. And let's be honest here. Japan also their history with black people with women it ain't much better we're talking about the country that shoves eels up girls asses so you've seen the tapes Brian uh, I know you showed them to me Jim yes I have so yeah just move past it if you don't like it don't say it's off- offensive it was offensive that they made such a shitty game in a good series right alright Boy Quarlo from Punch-Out. I don't see a problem with this one. Asian stereotype of a kung fu master. Of all the ones... If you want to make any any kind of argument for racial stereotypes, I could have understood the other ones. Oh. Uh, the original Dudley scene from... The WWE. way better theme from WWF. Mm-hmm. Anyway. He's a legit... He's a kung... Have you ever watched a kung fu movie? They literally took, like some of the most basic kung fu characters from those movies gave them like a cane or a stick and said here's this guy but it's offensive when nintendo does it but all those kung fu movies and by the way nintendo is from japan kung fu is kind of hand in hand so it'd kind of be like me and jim making a story about typical irish in his case french americans from the northeast, <laughs> from northeast Philly, who love cheesesteaks and eagles, and be like, "That's offensive. That's creating a stereotype that you guys drink a lot. Like, that's stupid." <laughs> just, I, again, like they. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. Ooh. I moved right on to the next one. Ooh. All right, to the next one. Ah, oh. oh, the American Dan, dust the roads, baby. <laughs> the man. Matilda, hard time. The man that saw no color. He did not see color. Good old Sapphire. So, speaking of Sapphire... Man, that's a bad transition. That, that was awful, so I'm going to tell you, shut the fuck up. Uh, <clears throat> Jinx from Pokemon Red and Blue. and Pokemon? So, I had virtually, I think I've said multiple times on podcasts or whatever, almost no experience. Jim gave me his Pokemon Red to play. I played it for four hours still play it once in a while but i don't have a lot of experience but i can tell you i downloaded pokemon go and one of the first characters i got after like 20 or 30 pokemans was goddamn jinx and i said who like that and that's the new one that has the purple face yeah i even i thought that was questionable and my immediate thing was like are they making fun of Nicki minaj like what what are they doing with this character no but the original Uh, jinx was on the same par as Tom Sawyer's gym, as we mentioned for number 15. This one is just weird. Like, why would you make a humanoid character with obvious blackface, exaggerated lips, blonde hair, and her thing is she likes swaying her hips all the time. 
And the <laughs> it was a fucking stupid choice, and this is one where like I got no excuses for it. That, that was just fucking. It's just that it, it's wrong. It's stupid, and I would love to see someone defend it. And what do you call it? <laughs> Actually, with uh, Dragon Ball Kai, Mr. Popo got the same treatment because he was basically a guy version of that. All I can say is it's not excusing them. What Different cultures. Yeah. Hey, have you ever seen the one Godzilla film where they show a scene of Brooklyn and how they depict people from Brooklyn? Like, all the yep. blacks are criminals, all the whites are Italian, apparently. You think you know me? Oh, good old Edge. Yep, rest in peace. He's not dead. Rest in peace. God damn. <laughs> but he was in this show, that sci-fi show. Yes, I know. He's on all those sci-fi shows. So anyway, Jinx, no excuse. Japan makes shitty decisions about character development. And number one, how this becomes number one over everyone else. How <laughs> this is over Jinx. Over Jinx. Over. I still think Jim from Tom Sawyer. That how was that 15? That was in the most offensive. Maybe because that was more obscure? Because nobody got the Japan exclude. Yeah. Right. All right, number one. Why wasn't that on the uh, Famicom Classic? <laughs> I don't know, Jim. I'm just saying there's an audience, apparently. So, number one is Von Kaiser from Punch-Out, which we've said Punch-Out's ridiculous, but of all the characters that you're going to say you have an issue with stereotype, he's German because they play Flight of the Valkyries. Um, but Daniel Bryan. Oh. And... Rest in peace, Lemmy. Um, even though they acknowledge in the article... There's no official connection. Most fans think that there's a Nazi soldier connection here. Um, there are plenty of games with legit Nazis in them where you don't have to wonder. Now, granted, half the times they're Nazi zombies or Nazis are shooting. But regardless, this is like you're stretching it. Just because he's German and has Floyd of Valkyrie, uh, he doesn't seem to portray anything Nazi-ish. He's even got fucking red hair. He's not even that standard proto, what is it, the Aryan with the blonde hair, blue eye? Right. Hey, he's a ginger. So, I don't know. That, that, this is another stupid list. It's obviously all a stretch, but... Well, oh. not all a stretch. Well, no, no. We said Jinx. <laughs> Jinx. And Jim. Jim. <laughs> yeah. But any of the punch-out ones, no. Yeah, right? Yeah, I haven't noticed that before. This fucking guy. But anyway, <clears throat> since I know Jim and I are big wrestling fans, my initial thought was going to be sticking to keep going list to list. We can kind of pepper in, but I'd rather us also now just talk about the, the current wrestler or whatever our themes on shit and some of your thoughts on them. So, even though it's supposed to be video games and beer strictly, we're a huge wrestling fan. Still a podcast, so. So, before it ends real quick, Goldberg, did you ever like him? Yeah, of course I like Goldberg. Okay, I didn't know, because I know you don't like guys with monsters. <laughs> I like Ryback, alright? You only like the... Oh, uh, one of, of my Jim loves. one of my all-time favorites. Jim, I why did you like him more of seven? fucking love Goldust. I like Seven more than Dustin Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes was boring. Oh, yeah. But Goldust, fucking Seven, even that awful gimmick he was in TNA, that was kind of like Seven. Like, oh, God. 
I think my favorite thing about Goldust was Terry Reynolds at first. Oh, yeah. Um, but I remember the thing that sold me on Goldust was his street brawl with... Uh, Roddy? Yeah. That, well, also, is that probably my favorite WrestleMania because Shawn Michaels winning the title from Bret Hart? That was actually the first time I actually really watched wrestling. Yeah. Because I think I've told a story before, but anyway. So, my parents had illegal cable. So, my friend came over and he was like, Hey, can we watch WrestleMania? And I'm like, I don't really watch wrestling, but sure, why not? So, luckily for me, it was WrestleMania 12, which started with Roddy, who I knew, and Goldust. Was that the one Savio Vega versus Stone Cold? Savio Vega, match? yeah, they were oh. doing that during the, um, good old Hardys. They were doing that during the, uh, the OJ chase. They okay. had, the strat match was a in-your-house after that. Okay. But this was one of their first fights. Um, Ultimate Warrior, you had Undertaker versus Diesel, you had Bret and Shawn. Like, it's a great WrestleMania. Yeah. And it got me into wrestling when I was a kid. So, admission, and I know Jim will hate me. I mean, he might know this, but <laughs> for a very long time, I was obsessed with wrestling, Hardy Boys. I did the Jeff Hardy facial hair. You were still doing that when I met you. Yeah, so basically, for those of you who don't know, it's a chin strap that stopped in the middle, but then it came back under the chin. And because I can grow a lot of facial hair, I was doing that at 17 or whatever age I was. And I remember people like, did you get that like professionally done? It's like, no, I just stood there with a razor, but I love that style. It was pretty awesome. Did you lose your spot? I lost my spot. Keep going. No, you're fine. Oh, here I'll catch we up. go. Hulk Hogan, the man, the myth, the legend. Doop, doop. No matter what you feel about him. Oh, take the Got shot. Drink. Got drink. No matter what you feel about him as a person, there's no denying when you think of most iconic WWE stars, him, Stone Cold, The Rock, throw Cena in there. But like every every era has that most iconic. Well, Hogan did it, man. He's a he, you might not like his. his Thank God he life. got real American over Wyndham and Rotunda. Yeah, and this this this, <laughs> this goddamn song. I feel like every time we go, go to war, it should be this. Damn right. <laughs> All right, so Jim's trying to get caught up. Yeah, I'm, hold on. Let me just... Uh, I'm all right. But anyway, I will say, the leg drop, stupid finisher. Oh, yeah, it's a little bit rough. Yeah. Oh, uh, here we go. Jake the Snake. All right, I'm a couple seconds behind. I'm a couple seconds ahead now. Jake the Snake was that typical... Well, it wasn't typical. He was, I think, the first uh, anti-hero wrestler. But in, like, his promo style, too, like... He was... Everyone Everyone was a shouter. Like, you watch the old pay-per-views. Top volume, big, roided, muscly guys shouting their heads off. Him, semi-quiet tone, very menacing. Yep. His sloppy body. Yeah. Like, he wasn't an Adonis of any kind. Had the snake, did the DDT, like all very unconventional. And obviously, plenty of guys would come later. Like, honestly, I think he paved the way for someone like Stone Cold, who you knew he wasn't a good guy, but you could respect him. And he didn't play by anybody else's shit. And he was just kind of like, ah, fuck the world. Like, you know, I'm just going to do me. He wasn't like specific villain. Like, even with his macho. Oh. Love yeah. him or hate him. Up, oh, yep. Good old John Cena. I stopped watching wrestling uh, before he got real popular, and this song is still kind of fucking catchy. Mm -hmm. 
you know, Cena gets a lot of hate, but he doesn't put on, like, really any bad matches at this point. He puts over a lot of people, which I get for a good 10 years he didn't. Yeah. But you know what? I guess because of the time I got back into wrestling, like, I appreciate Cena for what he is. You know what it is? And it's still more interesting with him than without him. Everyone gives him the unfortunate credit, I think, of he's the reason there's a PG era, because he kind of ushered it in. And I'm like, you know that wasn't his decision, right? Like, I think he's the face of the PG era. Which everyone knows is terrible compared to attitude and whatnot, but I, yeah. Even the Ruthless oh. Aggression era. Kane. Yep. I think I'm basically caught up. So Kane is, uh, he's one of those characters where it's like, man, he, every time he tries to deviate from that mask, crazy, whatever, they're like, oh, he's a businessman. Now he's a demon. Now he's, a, it's like, just be the mask. Or go back to Isaac Yankum. I don't care. <laughs> obviously, the, obviously the best with the mask. Yes. I enjoyed the second, the later half of Corporate Kane. With him with the coffee mug and just the goofy shit. It's kind of along the lines of what, like, DDP and WWF when he was the, um, the self-help guru. Okay. When you just would have that goofy, kind of yeah. look like that. Like, that was great. When he first started as just, like, Corporate Kane, it, yeah, it sucked. But when he actually got into a character with it, it was good. And, like, that's the thing you can say about Glenn Jacobs. Like, he's always made something work. Uh, oh. good old Ken. A guy who should have... He should have been champion at some point. Yeah, he won IC title, European. I think hardcore, but... He was, um... He it was, was, it's, it's a problem with WWE. Not know what to do with a legit fighter. And that was the thing, like... How many people, how many WWE fans did he turn on to UFC? You're oh, like, yeah. You're like, a mixed martial. What is that? Like, I don't even know what that, the lion's den. What is this? And then you, like, see this dude come in, fucking shred it, and breaking people's ankles and throwing them around like ragdolls. You're like, okay, this dude is fucking nuts. Yeah. And then you watch his original UFC, you're like, this dude really is fucking nuts. And, and because, like, again, Wiggle Cable, I was watching the old UFCs when they first yeah. started. So I saw Ken Shamrock there. I was like, like, I thought he was going to run roughshod over there. And And when Dan Severin came in and they even dropped the ball worse with him. And and they made the, he made the one. Ah. Good old Kurt Angle. God. It's good he's back. I always like to think of him as, obviously he won plenty of world titles. But he was just like the workhorse of the WWE. Like, his promos, they were good. I wouldn't say we're amazing. I love the You Suck era and all that, but... I love his promise. I just feel like he was, like, that constant workhorse. Like, if he had to be the bad guy, he, he was the, trying the hard... He, he's a try-hard, I look at. Like, well, you're talking about a guy within a year and a half who went from no pro wrestling training to being um, a world champion. But he was an Oly- Olympic gold medalist. And he broke it with a broken freaking neck. <laughs> I very much realize yeah. this. No, he, he's a guy He that, took to the business, like... Insane. I hate that he spent wasted so much time with TNA. It sucks, yeah, but like Vincent didn't trust him and he was going through his personal shit. And he His I'm, wife left I'm him for a, Jeff Jarrett. I'm also Oh that sucks. Oh god, rest oh, in peace. What a rush. What a rush. Would you well I don't think there's a personal life you can't put them in top five favorite uh, tag teams. No, they're one of the best tag teams of all time. Are they your favorite? <sighs> they're up there. 
See, for me... They might be... It's either them or, like, Attitude Era Dudley Boys is, like, number one. See, for me, it's either them or Hardys. Yeah, I know you're a big Hardys guy. Yeah, but... And I like the Hardys, too. No, don't get me like, wrong. These guys... What was, like, crazy is, like, for guys that were as muscular as they were, they, they were, like, like the fucking... They worked perfectly for their style. Yeah, and, but they were also, like, doing the, their finisher. You were, like, holy shit. <laughs> when they broke uh, Henry's neck. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, the fact that they did that, I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, and I mean, look at their success rate, too. They were not only, like, you know, titles in wrestling, whatever, but they were huge draws. WWF, WCW, NWA, Japan, fucking AWA. Like, everywhere they went, they were huge. You can't take that away. If you've never seen it, there's a good documentary on them. You should really watch it. It's, It's great. Okay. Also, this market very underrated. Well, Jim, was your favorite Mark Henry sexual chocolate? <laughs> sexual chocolate was he, he was ridiculous. Weird one. You literally had the Hall of Pain. Hall of Pain should have been his gimmick the whole time. Yeah, really. but like his strongest man, obviously Nation was a great thing, but they didn't know what to do with him maybe he just wasn't he really was that bad I'm like sexual childhood was hilarious it was ridiculous Alice World very questionable with this shit with Mae Young but like it was hilarious do you remember when he got the blowjob from the tranny which I know I, I shouldn't say I don't remember that he got a blowjob from a transsexual oh and he was like oh he was like feeling her up and he's like oh, oh. you don't got a penis talk about a man who gives <sighs> life to the business yep Mick Foley it's the greatest highlight reel in wrestling period, but god damn, I like I love the Hell in the Cell shit being thrown off top, being thrown through, landing on taxes I'm, but I'm like, oh don't do that, like, I'm like god damn, like, I love it but it was one of those things you're like it, he's like the ultimate feel good story in the long run, but like but the now, dude had to fucking kill himself to get over but like, you know Granted, and like right now, like how recent was it? He was still like he was he was commissioner last year. Yeah, so it's like he doesn't look super terrible, but you know that dude is. Oh, how he's much wrecked. Pain is he like? He had to leave to get hip surgery. Yeah. he needs a new hip. Which at like pushing fifty, he that's was not good. One. I was so happy when he did win the title. I was like, if anyone oh, deserves it, one of my favorite themes of all yeah, time. He wanted. One of my top people that I'm like, how could you not give this guy the title? But given the era he was in, I understand. If he had been just a little bit later, oh. Well, I mean, he's from that era where it's like, he was that kind of star where he was so good and so known. He never really needed the belt. Like, he didn't, but him, I, Roddy, but no, Jake. But I look at him like today's Dolph Ziggler. Yeah. Like, you know he's got super talent, and I'm, I'm sorry, his video promos... Shooting the perfect shot. Shoot, the uh, best video packages ever. Also, it's up there with uh, Ted DiBiase for the best video packages to build honestly, a character. I put it on him because I also love to spit the gum out, smack it out of the air. Yep. Like the towel, like everything about him, like cocky as shit. But like you're like, dude, he knew how to cut a goddamn. I wasn't even a huge wrestling fan when he was in his prime. New Age Outlaws classics. Yep. I wasn't even a big wrestling fan in Perfect's Prime, but when he returned at Rumble 2002, I went fucking nuts. Yeah. And, like, I wasn't even watching WCW that much with, you know, like, the West Texas Rednecks and yeah, shit like we that. we were never big WCW guys. And even in NWO, like, 
He wasn't Mr. Perfect. He was Kurt Henning. So, right. Mr. Even though they Perfect, tried to make a uh, fucking Stan or Sean Stasiak the new Mr. Perfect. But like, or his uh, disappointment of a son, Curtis Axel. <laughs> a little disappointing. But but Mr. Perfect, that persona in WWE, you were Ooh. like, I I still think one of his best matches was Ric Flair at Raw. Oh yeah. And it just like, it was a long match, but I remember watching it as a kid and I'm like. It wasn't, it wasn't big, booming moves, but it was a story told in the matches that a lot of guys just don't know how to do today. Yeah, he really was a perfect worker. Oh, God. Rest in peace. Poor guy. I don't get upset when celebrities die. Like, I really never do. But I was watching this event as it happened. It's one of the times that I was like, oh, fuck. What killed me more is you have a dude like him. As a villain, he was what I call... Amazing. Like, you... Think of, like, The Departed. How much did you hate Matt Damon, but you... Like, he was such a great actor. He was, like, that version of a guy back then. Best villain that, like, you legit just hate it. Like, Ted DiBiase, you hate it, but you also like seeing it. Owen vs. Brett's probably the most underrated feud of, like, yeah. all time, really. And for him to go out when he was the Blue Blazer, I was like, what a fucking And the blazer. thing is, like, he was just maybe a tiny bit not as good, but... For intents and purposes, he was just as good in the ring as Brett was, and he could cut a promo way better than Brett ever could. But it was just the fact that they reduced him to Blue Blazer. I was like, to go out like that, like you were, you know, here you, someone that Jim, you can't deny, talented. He's very talented, and he, when he wants to, here's the thing with Randy, and I actually liked Randy in his early run, but Randy's a guy who, especially in the last, like, five, ten years. He's, he's coasting on what he is. Yeah. Like, he doesn't try anymore. But when he wants to put on a good show, he puts on a great show. Yeah. Well, he was a perfect He's killer. always a better heel than a face. When always he, a better when heel. When he was legend killer, holy shit, that era of the people we went through, especially going through my boy Sean, I was like, you motherfucker. But, like, the thing about him is, yes, he's not the mic dude, but you don't always need to be the mic dude. That move of his alone he was that guy that, like, in a moment, you're like, fuck, what is he about to do? He's as smooth as Goldust in the ring. Like, yeah. That, he had, him and Goldust had the best power slams. The, that, like, whipping yep. snap yep. power slam. They both have the best in the business. Yeah, some of his moves, like, even the second row DT, you're like, it doesn't look that bad, but when they do it. Oh. <laughs> the cream of the crop! Talk about rest in peace. In my mind, he's the best wrestler of all time, the best pro wrestler. Not the biggest draw, obviously, but he was a big draw. He was number two to Hogan all the time. But work rate, promo, mass media appeal, everything. Like to me, Randy's a total package. He is the best, without doubt. I think showman from his music, pop and circumstance, his robe, his finisher, the way that elbow is. Which honestly, that's I think one of the reasons why I always had an issue with CM Punk. He had a terrible top rope belt. I was like, terrible. I was like, Sean's wasn't even that great either. No, I didn't even like Sean doing it. But like, CM, I'm like, you're just like Miz Ronning, the figure four. Like, like I'm like, don't <laughs> yeah. fucking do Randy's thing and don't point up like that's Randy. Leave it with Randy. He did it enough. Um, yeah, he was one of those guys. It's like, oh, Ooh, the bad Razor, guy. another guy who just went down a shitty path. The Razor's he, a guy who should have been a world champion everywhere he went. But the way he was built, the way he worked, he was great. But it's like, okay, we need you to be Scarface. And well, that was his idea. 
I know, but what I'm saying is like he was built like a brick shit house. You can't ever take that too far, you know. Like that promo would never get him a world title. I don't know. I mean, like in his era, like he was one of always one of the top. Like he he suffered from what most people today suffer, which is he was meant to legitimately be a bad guy, and fans are like, "Oh, I like you. I'm gonna cheer and say." Yeah. And you're like, "Fuck no! You're supposed to hate me." Well, the biggest problem with wrestling today is the fans. Yeah, it's like, oh, By as far. soon as a guy's bad, oh, we like you because you are bad. Like, like motherfuckers, there's a reason kayfabe worked. Boo for me, yeah. Like, I just recently watched, what do you call it, Rumble 91. And, what do you call it, um, fucking, oh, alright, good, good old Ray. Good old Ray. You watch every match of that fucking there pay-per-view. Yeah. The crowd was hot for the faces. Booed the heels, and it just added this element to every match that you don't have anymore. Which, like, you watch. I, I, I love Big Boss Man looking back now. Like, he's amazing for what he was, for his size, how he moved, and shit like that. That crowd popped so fucking hard when he beat the the Barbarian. Like, yeah. and it, it was a basically a prelim match. It was meaningless, but they went nuts for it. They knew the right. The, the crowd played like you need to know your your place, like. You, you don't watch a movie and the good guy's winning and because he's not acting as good as the bad guy, you're going to start cheering for the bad Like, you need to play your role as the goddamn audience. Well, you need to, yeah, you need to accept it. Yeah. And, I like, Austin gets a lot of shit for being the one who, like, turned that around. The biggest effect is we're NWO and DX, like... Oh, yeah. Good old wreck. I mean, Macho Man's my personal favorite, but... If you told me Ric Flair is the best of all time, yeah. Yeah. But no, like... reason guys in the past would work so well is because the fans knew who was good and who was bad. Nowadays, it's like anyone's up for grabs. I'll use an example. Roman Reigns. When he was Shield... That poor guy. He fucking was... Oh my god, this guy is destroying people in the Shield. He was a strong guy in the Shield. We gotta cheer for him. Now they're going to push him as a good guy. Well, you fucking suck. Like, you don't talk on the mic, so now I need to boo you. The same shit you did as a shield that we cheered for you, now we're going to boo you. Well, even in uh, Rumble 14, when the one Batista won and everyone knew it was going to happen, yeah. it was him and Reigns at the end, and everyone was like, well, fuck, let Reigns win. Shit, if you're not going to give us Daniel Bryan, at least yeah. let, we like the shield. Let Reigns win. And... But then you got <laughs> Ricky Steamboat. God, the best overall babyface of all time, possibly. Because he was never healed, ever. Yeah. He was not once healed, which but, is amazing. But going back, like, look at a guy like Wyatt. He's strictly supposed to be a heel. And people are like, oh, I like that he's kind of a weird gimmick. So we're going to fucking cheer for you. It's like, no, you're, you're not supposed to boo John Cena and cheer him. Like, what the fuck? But that's a part of the problem is, like, people know they just want good. It, it would literally be like, I know I already brought up this podcast... If you watch The Departed and we're like, for some reason, if you thought Matt Damon outacted DiCaprio, and you're like, Damon, you're, I'm going to cheer for you. I hope you do good. And DiCaprio, no. Like, fans, you need to get your shit together. Jim. What? You're guilty of that a lot, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> CM Punk was always supposed to be bad, and like, people were like, he was a tweener. He dropped, he dropped a bite bomb. Oh, good. <laughs> That's what got me back into wrestling. I'm sorry. By the way, could you say he's the most athletic wrestler? 
Uh, yeah, RVD. His yeah. moves, even at his old age, he was moving a little slower. But goddamn, the best seller of a finisher ever. To bounce off a dude and act hurt every time. We're going to have to take a... You're, you can just fucking hold it. Uh, no, I can't. <laughs> but now, RVD was one of those guys, like, you see his moves done, and you're like, holy shit. How do you do those things? But that five-star, man. The way he bounces himself off people after he does it. I still don't like fully grasp his, how he does it. His work in ECW. Holy shit. Yeah. When he did that, like, flipping plancha off the top rope, the bam-bam in the crowd. Like, what he did was revolutionary. Come on, it's Roddy. Roddy what the fuck is you gonna say one of guys where... I feel like his he was way better Mike than he was wrestler. Yeah, like he was never a great worker, but he could tell a hell of a story. Yeah. And his promos were top notch. And he set the groundwork for, what is it called, Jericho TV, Miz. Oh, Piper's like, Pit, yeah. Piper's Pit was the original, as far as our knowledge goes, that was the original, like, in-ring talk show. Yeah. At least the first, like, I mean, yeah, you had... Brother Love's thing, you had fucking Adrian Adonis had one, shit like that, but like, but still, no, it was Piper's was, Pit, that's yeah. where it really started. But now every, like, every so often you get the heel or mixed guy that does their you get You get the highlight reel or Miz TV or shit like that, like, yeah. no, nothing ever, the barbershop. And can I also throw out there, people don't understand, oh, come on, my favorite, best of all time, Mr. WrestleMania. Hard to argue. You might not like his political and the shitty pull with click and whatnot, but selling-wise, the fucking when he would get whipped in a turnbuckle, flip over, all of his moves, the way he would handle it, he never tried to overplay his boundary, and yeah, I mean, you took a guy that, what do you, he's a sex symbol that became like super, I, I don't know, like, you just, his ring work alone was good enough, but then when he started getting his real mic skills, and he was with the action. And it took like, a while. Holy shit. And then he found Jesus, and he became what he became. He, well, he lost his smile, and then he eventually he found He Jesus. did lose his smile. But WrestleMania, like we said, 12, with Bret Hart, that Iron Man match, I was like, holy oh, shit. This I had to fight. So, to put on this list. So Jim fought me. He said, yeah. I, I was like, you had to put Nakamura on there. You had to put Nakamura on there. And here's the deal. I had just learned about this guy a week before. Do the shot. And I was like, there's no way I'm going to add this guy. <clears throat> Let me listen to his music. I, I, I'll, I'll be honest. I still don't even know what this fucking guy looks like. I know he's Japanese. But, <laughs> but other than that, the music is awesome. I have nothing to say about him. He's... I haven't been watching Keeping Up Enough to see, like, his recent, like, matches and shit like that. From what I hear, like, people are a little disappointed in how he's been working in WWE so far. Wait, people are disappointed? Shocker, I know. <laughs> but they're also throwing fucking Baron Corbin at him, which... Baron Corbin sucks, alright? <laughs> he's... Yeah, he's in fucking heel and shit like that. No, he sucks. You know what's funny is, uh, 
And it's a shame that Baron Corbin, for as bad as he sucks, he's still one of the best heels in in WWE right now. Which tells you why. Some respect. What am I going to say about Stone Cold? That's been said. What I find interesting is more and more people are trying to claim he's overrated. Yeah, I'm seeing articles like everyone talks about like he's the greatest of all time, this and that, and for what he is, because you talk about like people give John Cena shit for a limited move set, like Stone Cold. I'm like. The point of Stone Cold was the attitude. His neck was broken. He was he was a fuck. Yeah. Watch his WCW. Watch before he got his neck broken. Great ring general. But he, he was a good worker. But even forget that. Just forget like he had to change his style. Everything he did like I don't know. You will never hear louder pops when yes. you watch old wrestling yep. than when Stone Cold came out. Yeah. He sold more merchandise in less time than anyone ever. Fucking <laughs> psycho. Fucking he's Sid. A, here's a weird one. <laughs> fucking Sid is a guy who had the look, weird promos, but everywhere he went, he was a main event player. Everywhere. And he only stayed in everything he was in. He'd be in WWF for a year at a time, leave, go to WCW, be there for two years, leave, come back to WWF, be there for two years, leave. Yeah. Like, if it wasn't for that horrific fucking leg accident, which is still the most brutal I don't fucking... Like watching that. It's awful to watch. And people are like, oh, fucking Sid sucked. You know what? Watch Survivor Series 96. Watch him versus Sean. Or is it 97? I forget which. Yeah. But watch him versus Sean. That New York crowd is behind Sid more than Sean. Which is crazy. But here's my thing with Sid. I do feel like he was pushed a little too hard. I feel like because of his size and whatnot, like, I feel like he should have been, like, you know, Mr. Perfect number one title. I don't think this guy should want a title over Mr. Perfect. Yeah, he was never the worker or anything like that. Oh, favorite villain of Speaking all time. Speaking of someone who should have at least had the title once. Should have. My biggest problem is Ted DiBiase never won a title, but fucking Sergeant, Sergeant Slaughter did. Like, this guy, I, I can't, I remember being a kid and watching him shove $100 bills down people's throats. And I was like, holy shit, he just knocked by him far, out. By far the best heel this music, of that era. The faction. This he was, didn't even have this music until the 90s either. Yeah. He had no music. And, and I remember this faction was like the first time I thought of like, oh shit, it's a group of bad guys. Like, who can take on this group? Like, this is my first introduction to it. <laughs> Old Money Inc., yeah. And I'm like, god damn, like, this dude is, okay, Like he's like a mastermind. But he would also hold his own in wrestling matches. So I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, he's like, a. But yeah, throwing the money down the throat, I was like, oh, you. Or the kid, shit. the kid bouncing the basketballs and kicking it away right before the last one. This guy. <laughs> I know you hate the Miz. No, you know what it is. I I can respect what he does. But because he was so known before wrestling, which is a legit that's problem, that's a problem. And it wasn't like Ken Shamrock who was in for MMA. He was fucking real world. But you know what? Miz didn't have an easy time, though. And Fear Factor. No, no. Everyone still hates everyone to this day. His figure four shit, like, and we said. And it has improved. I'll say his but figure four has improved. But here's the deal: is like, he needs to play the Hollywood douche. Which he, he is right now. He's actually that's been his gimmick for yeah. a year and a half. And you know and what? It's been great. And. I hate on the current era. And bringing back Maurice was a smart move, too. But him and Sandow was great. Oh, my God. Mizdow, him and Mizdow? Like, I was like, you know what? He's Fuck, a, he, they dropped the ball He's on a douchebag. Like, you can never have this guy be a baby face, which I don't know if they ever tried. They tried. It was bad. Oh. This guy. Oh, man. The Rock. 
It, there's nothing needed to be said. Currently the highest paid actor in the world. But I feel like in wrestling, he always was considered second to Stone Cold. Yeah, for yeah. the air. And and he had his... Uh... But, man, you talk about a guy... <laughs> smartest on the mic, I would say it's him. Oh, yeah, he's one of the best talkers of all time. Yeah. Bar none, without a doubt. Like, like We said a lot about a lot of great... I feel like on the fly, the shit he would come up with, you're like... What the fuck? <laughs> Who the fuck else would get Poontang Pie over? Yeah. Rudy Poo Candy ass. Like, what the fuck? Like, just the dumb shit he said. Like, if you look back at it, it was fucking dumb. It's funny. I said I hated the leg drop, but the people's elbow, the setup, everything, you're like... Well, that was originally a rib, just for the boys in the yeah. back. And then oh. people... <sighs> they should have given Reigns a new song. Leave the shield music with the shield. That's another thing to piss people off. The best latest faction? No, they were by far the best faction that's come out. I I mean, wait, the Nexus had a good start when they died in three months. The shield's been the best faction yeah. in fucking... That, and you know what? Every over a wrestling decade. era, we said Ted DiBiase's Million Dollar, DX, NWO, current generation, and I'm not counting New Day, I'm not... Like, you need a legit faction. That is one of the things. Like, you need a force of dudes. And these guys, love them or hate them, which at first I was a big hater. But even I respected the fact that it's like, they weren't fully bad. They definitely weren't good. But it's like... The Hounds of Justice. Yeah, you need them to go against someone like John Cena. Like, their biggest star. So right now... And they were protected in their early run for... What the fuck are you going to say about The Undertaker? He's the consummate uh, glue or staple that has never been shook. Maybe people the American give, Badass. No, people give him too much shit for that American Badass. The dude is a, he is a legit biker. The dude has legit tattoos. So what, he came out to some fucking Kid Rock. But you know what? That last, first. The last ride move alone. Last ride's a good the move. The fact that he fucking picked somebody up already in power, power Bomb, which... You know is a hard move. Yeah. And you're going to pick a motherfucker up and slam him? Yeah, like, it's not like Diesel's or Sid's where they like flip him and just, just drop. drop. No, he's like, okay, I'm going to lift your ass no, up. That looked like it fucking hurt. And I'm like, okay. <clears throat> and then he went to like semi-MMA fighter and did the Kimura and like Gogo Plata. And I'm like, that that bothered me more. Well, Easily one of the best themes in Yeah, best music right now. One of them. It's up there. Then again, like, unfortunately, some of the best music's wasted on some of the worst people, too. Like, I fucking love the Ascension's music. And it's the Ascension. <laughs> Wyatt is a guy that they... Every time they push him enough, then he fucking... Oh, I'm gonna lose Jericho. I'm gonna, lo I'm gonna lose this guy, this guy, this guy. And it's like... You gave him the title, and then Randy took it, and now he's fucking gender. Like... What the fuck? Well, he's on Raw now, too. He's on SmackDown anymore. But I'm just like, Wyatt was a guy I don't like current, but when I would watch, it would be to watch, like, his moveset. The that way House he of do Horrors that, match. that fucking uh, backwards, like, spider crawl. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, you need a kind of weird guy. And you know what? He's connect with that shit. They should have never gotten rid of his cronies, either. Like, No, they, when they split them up... <laughs> 
fucking Rikishi. Well, did he, did too cool. Die? No, Rikishi's still alive. I I wasn't sure, motherfucker. No, he's not dead. I I know it's too cool, but let's face it, it's Rikishi. You don't think, oh, fucking Scotty, too hot. You think the worm. <laughs> no, see, I, I just think it's a stink face. That was... How horrible of a fucking move. Of all the fucking moves you could handle. Like, the mandible claw and Mr. Sokka was bad enough. To get this guy's fucking ass crack in your face. You're like, is this money worth it? Like, it's kind of amazing how long Fat 2 was with the company. Oh, yeah. When he started off the head shrinkers. Head shrinkers, the Sultan, and then has Rikishi and shit like that. Like, I remember even as the head shrinkers, you're like, oh, shit. Everyone keeps trying to headbutt him and it doesn't work. <laughs> And, then, and and you know what? His finisher, that fucking whatever. Oh yeah, driver, that like. I was like, that's badass. Oh no. <sighs> Triple H gets. Oh. On one hand, it's like, do create angst. He was with DX. He was this and that. Yeah, he's you know Stephanie McMahon. Call him what you want. The dude fucking is wrestling incarnate. Yeah, I mean, like, the guy, obviously, above all else, loves the business. Yeah. No Personally, like... out for wrestling more than him. Triple H cuts a great promo, but the times that I've gotten out of wrestling, like, my biggest times, were when... He was biggest? When he was biggest. Like, during the height of the Attitude Era. The McMahon-Helmsley Era, I took six months off. I could not stand it. I came back. Watching, watching, watching. And then it was, unfortunately, like, 03 on for a while. <laughs> Where he basically ran raw, raw and I, I just couldn't do it. So, like, Triple H as the guy always turned me off. But as a supporting guy, amazing. Rest in peace, Warrior. Not a perfect person by far, but... I don't care what anyone says. No music and no person before Stone Cold and everyone got a fan's more hype. This music, him running out... Nobody put out the energy he did, and that was part of when I was a kid. You're like, holy shit. Him and Hogan, that WrestleMania match, I said Sean and Brett. His best match by far. Two guys who can't work, that's a great match. And and you're like, holy shit, like Intercontinental and WWE, that was unheard of. And then. Face versus face. it, It was one of those things that. That ended, like, to me, like, as soon as he won that title, like. It was what it was. His career went he, went. he had a bad run as champ. It wasn't yeah. great. But that match <sighs> like, yeah, you... God damn it. I'm you, sorry. You can hate him as a person. Uh-oh. Talk about a fucking waste of talent. Vader. Two stories about Vader really quick. One, first time I ever went to a WWF event. I actually saw Vader in the parking lot getting a shell of his like, white Lincoln. Shit. I was like, that dude's fucking huge. And I was like, wait a second. Kind of looks like, holy shit, it's Vader. And I remember like yelling to him when he like gave me the fucking V. But aside from that, I remember seeing a documentary about how Shawn Michaels bullied him. I was like, how is Shawn Michaels going to bully a dude like that? Because he fucked up a spot or something during one of their matches. And he like legit stomped his head. And, like, Vader was, like, kind of a crybaby about it. Vader actually is kind of known in the back for being kind of a, like, not a cry, but he was kind of babyish. Like, he was, like, Jim Cornette, if you listen to his podcast clips, like, he'll say, like, God damn, I had to fucking babysit that piece of shit, motherfucker. Yeah. Like, and... uh, 
I, said, I said Ted DB is DiBiase the best villain, but would you say McMahon versus Stone Cold is the best rivalry ever? Bet. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Vince McMahon, the it's guy the, who fucking It's owns. both the best rivalry and, in hindsight, the worst because they've been trying to recreate that for 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. What, you mean Stephanie and Triple H versus Daniel Bryan versus every person who gets high up? Yep. No, McMahon, because you know what it was? McMahon versus Stone Cold was every American's dream. Go in and tell your boss... Fuck you! I'm gonna stun. I'm gonna stunner you. I'm gonna hit you. Right. And it was like, literally, the corporation versus the blue collar. Yeah, exactly. And like, there's an argument to be said for like, the Attitude Era was both the best time for wrestling and the worst thing that ever happened to wrestling because after that it kind of, uh, you know, what? good old Yoko. Good old Yoko. He didn't get the respect he deserved. No, he didn't. Like for what he did. And who he was and the fucking size. Oh. 93 to 95, or 92 to 94, Yoko. Super stereotypical. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, like, man. Like, but, like his matches guy. with, like, Brett and Taker and shit like that, like. I look at him. They're good to watch. Yeah. And now, when he was 700 pounds when he came back, yeah, they were rough. They were bad. I also look at him, like, think of a guy like Maybor Viscera who. Same person. I know. What I'm saying is, like, they didn't use their size right. He used his size perfectly. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, for a, the great colleagues, a great You thought the bonsai drop killed people. You're like, holy fuck, why would you do that move? Right. And, uh, yeah, Yoko sucks. I, I really hated that WrestleMania where Hulk came out after Brett. Oh, WrestleMania 9. Yeah. Was that it? That was it. Ah, oh, shit. Yeah. The hour's up. We described everything. Um, just as a heads up, just like NES, there's going to be a WWE Volume 2. Not saying we're going to do a drinking game. NES is already up, by the way. Yeah, the volu- and we actually had a few requests uh, for NES. Let's call them retro sports titles, which is in the works right now. But... Um, we're doing WWE Volume 2 because obviously there's a ton of wrestlers we couldn't even touch on. So we appreciate all you guys with your comments. If you have a specific system or series. Subject or title or just, yeah, yeah whatever. As you can see, we're not sticking to just video games. But at the end of the day, this is something we're going to do once a month. We're going to pick something that's a little more random. Like, we don't want to do 10 WWEs in a row. We enjoy doing this. Next one will be something completely different. But if you enjoy it, we'll still make a playlist. If you enjoy doing Power Hours, we want to make this list for you. So The first one seemed to go over pretty well, so we figure, why not expand the ones we do? Yeah. I, it's, it's, a deep, it's a lot of work, but you know what? I enjoy Especially making Especially for this, this guy. Yeah, because and I... And I fucking hate this guy. I, I enjoy listening to all the music because it like brings me up to speed on certain games or... In this case, wrestlers who I was like, oh man, damn, how am I going to short down this list to 60? So, either way, we're going to finish our last shot. We appreciate you guys watching. Let us know below. We know we rambled and we started off on a completely different topic, but till next Nature time. Nature the Beast. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys.